The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi portfolio managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good evening, my friends. Another week, another dollar or more, I hope. That's what it's all about. It's a show about money. It's a delight to spend the next hour with you. We're going to have a little workshop as we do each and every Saturday night, a money workshop. Uh, The name of the game is to give you some ideas to help you build more wealth. Wouldn't you like to have some more money? Of course you would. Turn up your radio. Let's have some fun. Um, We're going to begin the session uh, with the plan. It is all about the plan, my good friends. Uh, If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I was taught that many years ago, and uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing uh, when Jack and I we were just talking about this the other day. When Jack and I have the privilege of looking through twenty-year uh, relationships and how the plan unfolded, and you know, I'm going to say for the most part, those who stuck to the plan. In fact, everyone who stuck to the plan ended up richer uh, than they imagined. Um, Jack and I are, are, are pleasantly surprised to the upside, uh, but the name of the game is sticking to the plan. If you do that and you have a good team around you, i.e. someone like Jack and myself and uh, Laura, uh, this is going to be, this is the challenge of the interview right here is getting Laura's last name. And I've rehearsed this one here, ladies and gentlemen, together now we are going to say Laura's last name and it is Borbadakis, 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 Borbadakis. Is that good, Laura? Am I getting there? Yes, you got it. All right, uh, Borbadakis. Laura Borbadakis, uh, she is a wealth and estate planning specialist uh, with Canaccord. She is our right-hand partner. Uh, every one of our clients, we encourage them to uh, spend uh, several sessions with Laura to help map out their plan on a go-forward basis, and then Jack and I help execute that plan. Uh, so, Laura, thank you very much for spending some time with us this Saturday night. And again, I want to go back to, uh, you know, the, uh, 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 not autopsy, that's a bad word, hey, eh, Jack? But it, it just, when, when we do a review of our long-standing clients, clients that began with Jack and I uh, at, 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 at the turn of the millennia. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. me! Remember that in Y2K? Uh, well, that's sort of when I got into this business. And, uh, you know, those, those lovely clients who I love so very much who joined us then and are still with us today, which most are, uh, it's incredible to see how they uh, have turned into multimillionaires. Um, you know, slow, steady Eddie won the race. Uh, Jack, how many bear markets, um, you know, uh, and, and many corrections and hissy fits have you and I now worked through in the last 20 years? Well, that's the point I was going to make, Wolf, is the fact that when you when you come up with these plans, we, we run them at a 5% annual rate. But I'll just go back through the period of time from 2008, which, again, I think was a bigger financial crisis than, um, you know, the COVID uh, bear market that we had back in March last year, because it was it was more in depth. It went, it went lower and it lasted a lot longer. And it was really a question of solvency of the whole system as opposed to the liquidity, which... Uh, saw back in March last year, you saw how quickly the central bank stepped up. And, and uh, going back to your question, Wolf, you know, you had the bear market of 2008, you had a European uh, debt crisis 2011, 
you had an oil crisis in 2015, I believe. And they were all crisis wolf at the time. They always they always come up with it's a war on something or it's a crisis. And then we had obviously the, the COVID, which was an emergency uh, healthcare issue uh, that, that you know went through the market. So there's there's a few right there. And like I said, the the we, we come up with these plans for clients. They look great on paper, but you have to stick to the plan through those periods of time, which people call crisis. Yeah, and, and that's just it. And and again, it's 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 always fun. And I have to uh, come up with another one, Jack. Um, those long-term charts that actually point on paper, they write on paper each and every crisis, usually with a little picture to boot. It's exciting to see. You see the market sell off and come right back and go to new highs. Look, the market, my good friends, ladies and gentlemen, friends at home, the market will sell off again. Uh, mark my words, I guarantee it. Uh, it's a buying opportunity. I say that not naively, but I'm going to say that naively in that it's, it's always been a buying opportunity. Why play with the, the, the averages. Sure, perhaps one day it doesn't come back. And I do have an example where it didn't come back, and that is uh, the Nikkei. In, in Japan, the Nikkei has still not bested its highs uh, that it set in the 80s. But that's the only international index I can come up with that has not bested its highs. Um, and that said, doesn't mean you couldn't make money in the Japanese market in the last uh, three decades. It's certainly a lot more challenging than the North American markets. Um, but my good friends, it is a bull market. And with bull markets, uh, and we do believe this bull market is going to run uh, uh, for another six, seven, eight years, probably to around 2029 when I'm looking to retire. Uh, and that'll mark the 100th anniversary of the great crash. I'll leave. The market will crash. It'll miss me. I'll miss it. And I'll come back and it'll all be good again. Um, and then that was another point in history, I will say. Uh, where the market did take a lot longer to correct. And that was from the 29 crash. There was a rally back. I think the market actually made a new high in 32. And then it corrected remarkably so. Uh, and only until 1944, uh, when the uh, Americans joined the war effort, uh, did the market rally and uh, finally get back to its uh, 32 peak. So sometimes it can take uh, a lot longer than we anticipate. Uh, but the world has changed post-war. And since post-war, uh, all markets except the Nikkei have always made new highs. So th those are the averages that we want to rest on. And, and more importantly, let's put the markets aside for a second. Part of a plan is, is to have good quality people and, and, and investments around you. If you own good brands, if you have good people around you, uh, the, the, the odds are in your favor you're going to have a very successful outcome. And that's where Laura comes back into the equation. You're still with us, eh, Laura? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, so with excellent. So with that brief introduction, Laura, I do want to set the table. Uh, COVID uh, has caused family strife. Uh, one of the sure ways of, 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 of radically affecting a successful financial plan is to go through a marital breakdown. Um, so, Laura, let's talk about uh, your experience with clients who are going through a marital breakdown, uh, what it can do to a financial plan, and perhaps how can we prevent that from happening? You know, if there's, if there's a 50% probability that, uh, you know, if we enter um, uh, holy, uh, holy matrimonial commitment, uh, <laughs> there's a 50% chance that uh, we're going to become uncommitted at some point in time. Can we protect ourselves uh, to make sure that we're not uh, financially uh, uh, distressed if we do go through a divorce? Can we protect ourselves if we want to be uh, protected? Well, um, ideally, what we want to have is a good um, idea of what our assets are. 
there are marriage contracts that people can do in advance and for people that decide to get married. And there are cohabitation agreements that people who choose uh, to live in common law that they can put together. Uh, that could protect their assets. That makes it clear in terms of saying how they, they can divide certain things. So there are certain things that you you can do. Other things, because of the way the family uh, law is, there is a certain division of property, specifically if, if you're married. But um, the important thing is, if there is, in fact, um, a marital breakup, um, the important thing is for each individual, well, ex-spouse, to, to do their financial plan. And this is probably one of the most important times because uh, it's a very emotional period for them. And um, a lot of times there's fear associated with that. And clients want to have a good understanding of where they go next. So, Without question, that could be a very, very, very scary period of time. And uh, I, I think, you know, it's, it's incredible how powerful, Laura, your role can become uh, at that point in someone's life, because they are really going to begin to depend on people like you and Jack and myself. We see it over and over again that when they go through a crisis, they need someone to lean on uh, who are going to guide them properly uh, going forward. And uh, when we do our job properly, the, the rewards are immense. And, and you see that firsthand, don't you, Laura? Yes, yes, absolutely. And you're, you're right, there is a certain hand-holding that, uh, that needs to take place uh, because in some cases, uh, some of the ex-spouses, they, they become sort of paralyzed because don't forget, in some situations, uh, it, not all spouses are involved in the decision-making and some of them, for the very first time, have to take care of their finances. So they are really in a big learning curve. Yeah, and that's again where we, we do encourage um, both members of the family, if it's, if it's a husband and wife scenario, which it most often is, uh, that they both get involved and engaged, uh, you know, to a degree of comfort in the relationship, um, at least be aware of who the, uh, the, the parties are and be aware of where the assets are, uh, you know, being able to go online and see your account online both parties should do that you know perhaps if you're still getting paper statements which most clients are now opting out for to save the trees which is good uh, but uh, read the statements they're again available online and uh, engage uh, with your advisory team jack and i for example we host conference calls uh in every six seven weeks uh we encourage all our clients to to log in and listen to the conference calls and then ask us any questions around it so work with your partners and your partners will take better care of you but again you know my my and how do you protect yourself in a financial uh, breakup is maybe the idea is to go into it as though you're, you're you got to take you you have to take care of yourself so make sure that you're going to save enough and put enough aside each party husband and wife to be able to take care of yourself in the event of a breakup so treat it as a collective but in the back of your mind make sure you have sort of twice as much as you need in case you have to split it in half like a pizza pie. My good friends, Hi-Fi Radio, it's a show about money. We're here to help you have a lot of it, more of it, more than you ever imagined. And honestly, uh, many of you, uh, I, I will say that, uh, if you stick to a plan properly for, 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 for several decades, you will be richer than you think. Uh, it's Hi-Fi Radio, Global News 640 in Toronto. More show coming up right after this. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. to join us this evening it's joe buck money it's hi-fi radio indeed you say you stay put back sir uh yes the wolf and bay street's going through a little home renovation and my golden doodle is upset at the noise that's being made and he'll settle down he's a good fella he is hey any dog lovers out there i'm sure there is hey you hear my little puppers oh, he's a good fella hey man's best friend so the crises is coming to an end uh Dogs are being returned. Pets are being returned. Um, and that's a sad thing. That's a very sad thing. Uh, people who've got a pet to get through COVID, and I understand uh, we all need to be loved and need some company, but uh, having to uh, return the pet is not a good thing. Uh, be careful when you buy one of those. But you also got to be careful when you get married. Uh, you know, it is, <laughs> and I got uh, three children, and I have to and at some point set them aside and talk about the importance of choosing the right spouse. And even then, it's, well, Hate to say a bit of a crapshoot, but uh, we've got to go in with, with eyes wide open and uh, prepare for the worst. Uh, stress, Jack, you made a very good point offer. I want you to share with the audience and, and hang on to that bag of popcorn. The movie is about to begin. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was talking to Laura and, you know, um, COVID has put a lot of stress on people. But the fact of the matter is uh, going through a divorce in terms of like a, a stress meter and going through a divorce is as traumatic as actually a death. And I'm not sure... Uh, Laura, maybe you could speak to this. Is is that a death with a close relative or like in terms of how stressful it is for a person to actually get go through divorce and the emotions that they go through? Yeah, so it's considered to be uh, equivalent as uh, losing your spouse. Uh, divorce and, and death of your spouse is, is tied for number one in terms of, uh, of stress level uh, because what's happening in both cases, it's the end of a life that you knew before. And you have to pick up the pieces and start over um, by yourself with new assets uh, that, uh, well, if you're divorced, obviously, it would be half the assets. Um, so, so that's obviously a, a larger stress because you were used to a certain lifestyle and most likely now you might have to adjust it. Yeah, so Laura, you, you run financial plans, a lot of financial plans for people, and you've been doing them for us as well. What are some of the emotions that you're seeing from people that are recently divorced, um, have to split their assets? What are, what are some of the types of behaviors that you're seeing for these people uh, and emotions that they're experiencing as they go through the financial planning process, um, most likely for a second time, first as they were married, now as uh, a divorcee? Yeah, so uh, the, the emotions uh, fear, definitely, because now they fear, uh, do I have enough money? Because what, what seems to be happening is we're, we seem to be doing a lot of divorces in older couples in their 50s and 60s. So they're, they're either <laughs> retired or close to be retired. Um, so now that's putting into question, uh, do, do they still have a good retirement? Um, there's also the, the f- denial. Um, you know, maybe I don't want to know the truth, so, so I don't want to necessarily know the numbers because one of the main things that I ask the, the clients that we do the plans for is, well, we now have to put in a new budget of what is it going to take for you to, to live now. And, and I think they're afraid a lot of times to put those numbers down uh, because either they've overestimated or underestimated what, what they might need. 
Um, so those are some of the uh, the emotions that uh, that we've been uh, seeing um, for, so for the clients that we've been doing the plans. Yeah, so that's the input sort of into the financial plans and the emotions and feelings. What, what's, what's the feelings after you complete the financial plan? Because I think that's important too. Yes. So a lot of times people think that their situation is worse than what it really is. But once they actually get to see the numbers and, you know, we offer some suggestions of, you know, to, to take the year and, and readjust to your new life and, and the new reality, um, there's a sense of relief. Uh, a sense of relief that things are, are, are going to be okay and uh, and um, they have more, uh, I guess, they can sleep better at night is, is what, uh, what I've heard some people say. So because sometimes people lost sleep over this. So they, there's, a, there's a huge sense of relief for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you a couple of things that uh, Jack and I have witnessed firsthand. One is, a, is situations where a couple who have been married for decades uh, Part of their plan, not on paper, but in the back of their mind, was an inheritance from one of the spouses. And of course, uh, when they split, uh, the other spouse uh, knows that that part of the inheritance will not be part of their financial plan. So I, I always encourage every single friend and person who I really love, which is you, my good friends, um, don't rely on inheritance. Just don't do it. You don't. Don't rely on an inheritance. Um, but number two, um, the, the plan that, that Laura presents to parties, so husband and wife would both now have their individual plan, um, they, what we come across often, and this can be equally debilitating and, and destructive to a long-term financial plan, is where the conservative party member um, goes back into position of indecision and defensive posture, uh, meaning they don't take risks, they don't invest the same way, they don't want to make decisions, so they sort of close their eyes and don't make the decisions that they have to make, which means, okay, now I have to invest the money myself. Uh, you know, am I going to take Wolf and Jack's advice and maintain the same type of risk tolerance that I previously had? Uh, and perhaps they shouldn't be as risky as they previously were, but uh, to take on no risk means to basically make no return. And uh, that then won't line up with the financial plan, which again, we plan growth of assets collectively at around 5%. Real estate at around three percent, um, and, and and no higher than that. So if we can generate a you know eight nine percent return over several decades, uh, we we certainly can far outshoot the financial plans. But that's uh, the, the name of the game is to to achieve the financial plan, and so being conservative in that is also very very important because in life we all know dot 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 happens all the time. So we don't want dot 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 to happen to you. Uh, Laura, let us talk about this phenomena. Uh, baby boomers uh, are now <laughs> grandparents, um, and grandparents uh, are now starting to enter lawyers' offers at an increasingly alarming amount, uh, and say, you know, something. I'm I, I'm sick of my my spouse. Time to get divorced. Well, how long have you been married? Well, fifty three years. But you're hearing of that. People have been married for multiple decades and generations, finally getting divorced. Um, do you have some firsthand experience with that? And is there anything you can share with the uh, listener about what that process might be like? Uh, yeah, so so the process is um, is, is kind of similar to, to to what I I said before. So what has happened is there's a lot of assets that have accumulated over time, and um, so now they they actually have to split it. Um, you know, 
some of them take it better than others. Um, I find I happen to be doing a lot more plans for, for women, and they seem to be taking it worse. I don't know, um, but the process is still the same. You still have to adjust now to um, doing a new budget for one person living on your own, as opposed to to two people, um, and how you're going to structure your your lifestyle. Um, so I, I, what happens is I think a lot of times people are a little bit negative about the whole process, but the reality is this, this is actually a new phase in your life. And once you have all your dots uh, in order, um, it could actually be very exciting because it opens up a whole bunch of opportunities that you might not have had maybe necessarily before in terms of, you know, freedom of, of doing things that you might not have done necessarily with, with your current spouse. Well, Laura, sorry, Laura, Laura, I have to, I have to interrupt. Do you, do you know why people get divorced? Because they, Be, because it's worth it, because it's worth it. That's what I've been told by the, by the, by the divorce lawyers anyways. And uh, of course, when a divorce lawyer drives by a wedding, you know, he says to his uh, lawyer friend, there's more clientele for us. Oh, yeah. I'm being negative, so, so, but so <laughs> keep peace so and keep peace, my good friend. Give peace a chance. We're gonna we gotta chant that song this Saturday night. In fact, I should maybe play it the next day. Eh? But you want to try to keep peace at home as best as possible. But look, if you're in a bad situation and 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 you're miserable, yeah, uh, certainly divorce uh, may make a lot of sense if you try the counseling thing and tried communication thing and just uh, no way uh, no way through. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it is worth it. Then you have to go through the process. And uh, that's, again, where partners like uh, Laura and Jack and myself can really help you. Again, wills probably have to get drafted up. Children have to be considered. Uh, perhaps then there is a fling on one side of the relationship uh, with additional children. Uh, you know, what if you pass away? Who gets those? There's a lot involved. Uh, and as such, don't you don't need to go it alone. WolfgangKlein.com, your portal to financial success, of course, can be uh, accessed anytime by you, and you can reach out to Jack or I. We'll get back to you right away and answer any of your questions, and uh, perhaps uh, we can be key partners in your life. We'd love to do that. Uh, many listeners uh, right now, of course, are uh, clients of ours, and, well, uh, positive experience. Uh, hey, Jack? Absolutely. Well, from like you said, we, we start with a plan for the clients. We adjust along the way, uh, and when those bumps in the road come along, you know, they've got a, a sounding board to, to speak to. Yeah, and that, that, that's the point again. Uh, prepare a plan, allow it to be flexible, but it's not some, something that you turn on and turn off. Meaning, when a crisis comes, don't turn the plan off, try to liquidate and wait till things get better. We've seen people try to pull that move. It doesn't work. It will cost you a lot of money. Uh, you may get it right once, but trust me, do that several times. You will get it wrong. It will affect you. Uh, stay the course, have balance, be moderate. And think forward uh, and think happy thoughts as well. Uh, Laura, any uh, closing comments on, on some financial advice and financial planning advice? Yeah. So not to let yourself get bogged down or, or paralyzed by the process. Um, you know, go through the process, do the plan uh, and start getting your life uh, in order and uh, for really the new chapter in your, in your life. You know, uh, Laura, you're making such an important point, and and again, it's 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 a very simple and and a very um, uh, important point, and that is get started. Uh, it, the hardest part of everything in life is getting started. Again, I'm I share with you each and every weekend that I'm going through a home renovation. The hardest part of my and I remember it. I I, I bought this home. I was very excited about it. I love this home. I had one 
point of post-purchase behavior or cognitive dissonance, as we marketing experts like to refer to, uh, where I, I took, I got the keys to the home, I entered the home, and I said, oh my God, where do I begin? It's a big home, there's a lot of work today. Where do I begin? So you just begin somewhere. Saving money, starting an investment plan. Where do I begin? Just do it and begin. It's simple. Give us a call. We'll tell you where to be. I'll tell you right now where to begin. Start at your bank and save some money. And, and then open up an account somewhere, a TFSA or an RSP, and start buying some mutual funds. It's simple to do. The, the technology, banks, uh, Jack and I just call someone and get started. And, and, and stick with quality and do that for five years. And you wake up in five years, oh, I got a little money now. Then you take it to the next level and you continue. And the more you make, the more you put aside. And then you start to put numbers on paper through a financial plan. Uh, and you start to do some projections. You say, oh, I will never be that rich. But maybe you'll remember this conversation because when we did plans for clients 20 years ago and we said at 5%, you're going to be at this level. Well, 20 years later, those clients have been compounding with Jack and I closer to 9%, and they are well ahead of projection. Uh, smiley, happy people is what it's all about. Uh, Laura, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us uh, this Saturday night. Uh, as, I, as I say over and over again, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Get started. Start planning. And uh, enjoy the process. It's exciting. Uh, not at first, but give it five, 10 years. And you know something? May you live long and prosper. Right, Lara? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, all the best to you. Thank you again for spending some time with us. Uh, it is Hi-Fi Radio, Global News 640 in Toronto. Jack and I will take a little break and get right back to Money Talk with you right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I love that line. I just do. Hey, Jack, do you ever... Um Back when you were a kid hanging around uh, automotive garages, and uh, these have these grease guns where they would, um, all the, what were they? Jed, Jed, Jed would know. Uh, those, those little fittings, uh, all the joints, they would have little, I guess, uh, ball bearings on them. You could uh, put some uh, extra grease in them, eh? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Grease fittings. The grease fittings, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you had a lube oil filter. That was, I guess, the lube part of the lube oil filter. But uh, of course, we don't do that anymore. Had Jed Dorsheimer, uh, my, my wife loves it when you come on Hi-Fi Radio because you, you, you just uh, uh, present such a brilliant uh, discussion about technology and about the future. She thinks you're absolutely brilliant. But I'm thinking about you a lot, Jed, right now because you are a very talented individual. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, is Jed Dorsheimer. He's uh, one of our analysts, managing director, uh, and in, in the field of sustainability, uh, Tesla. Uh, of course, the company that he covers, plus uh, some LED companies. And uh, so I'm doing a renovation right now, Jed. I know you uh, got your hands real dirty and did a whole lot of renovation work on your home just outside of Boston. You wired your own home yourself, didn't you? Well, but mine's, mine's a, I mean, we bought a, the house was built in 1729. And so uh, oh. mine is just a constant. It is not like something that, that abate and, uh, or at least I'm not wealthy enough to just bring somebody in and nor would I want to, uh, do all the work. 
So I actually love being on this uh, farm, um, understanding uh, a systems perspective and and doing a lot of that work. Um, and yes, I do like electrical and plumbing uh, uh, as well as, you know, you were talking about grease fittings. I will say, you know, having tractors and excavators on my farm here, uh, I'm well aware of the need to uh, grease up the machines and uh, uh, one of the greatest inventions, uh, DeWalt and Milwaukee have a lithium-ion-powered uh, uh, grease gun. So no longer do you have to pump it, but you just uh, you just put the, it on the grease fitting, and you pull the trigger, and you grease up the machines. Uh, yeah, well, I, I once rented a diggy. Uh, I think it was a Caterpillar. Um, and uh, one of the hydraulic uh, fittings. Uh, came off because I was operating like a madman trying to knock some trees down with the with the uh, bucket, and so I, I, I pulled off one of the uh, uh, fittings for the hydraulics, uh, which is a whole other technology. That's actually hydraulics. Oh my God, the power of a hydraulic blow—it's incredible. It really, really is. But uh, yeah, I got my hands dirty trying to reconnect that, but I was able to reconnect the uh, coupling. It's called, uh, and off she went uh, back to work. But I'm, I'm pulling out some lights right now, Jed, on my house. These twenty-year-old halogen. Uh, metal boxes that uh, had a plastic dome over them so you could put insulation on top. Um, the amount of heat uh, that these buy, and I'm not telling anyone something they don't know, but th th these things are, are, are they're, they're sweat lamps, uh, the amount of heat that they generate. So uh, I'm ripping them out. Uh, I'm going to put in some LED product. Of course, there's debate about the uh, color of light uh, under 3,000 something is what you want to get to get more of a, a warm light. But uh, Jed, tell me something. I think I know you're going to know the answer close enough. Uh, from a heat reduction point of view alone, uh, what's your guess if I put new pot lights in that are LED? Uh, what's my heat reduction going to be? Okay, so you have to understand wall plug efficiency, which is the oh, oh boy. <laughs> conversion Here we go. Here we go, friends. <laughs> Sorry, just wait, Jed. In terms it. of how much... Um, uh, so you can never do away with all heat. In fact, that wouldn't be good. So, uh, but you know, how much of the electrons are you converting to photons in the visible spectrum? Uh, in the visible spectrum part's really important. So, so it's not that LED. So to give you the number, uh, an incandescent, incandescent uh, light and uh, halogens about twenty percent more efficient than incandescent is about five percent uh, electric electrical to optical conversion at the uh, wall wow. plug uh, efficiency. When moving to LED, that number can get up to 40%. Um, practically, I think it's probably a little bit under there. Now, the benefit of LED is your, so you get a big improvement in the wall plug efficiency. Um, and one of the reasons for that is <clears throat> you're actually getting you're also getting in the visible uh, a greater amount in the visible spectrum, so you have less infrared um, uh, in the uh, uh, which is forward radiation coming into heat. Uh, what you probably notice too, um, and people often conflate this, is um, you know the lamps get really hot to the touch um, because you're getting uh, uh, radiative heat. In terms of that, um, where where that's being that's going forward, basically, and uh, LEDs will, uh, like any semiconductor, is going to produce conductive heat, so uh, it's going to go backwards into the system. That's why thermal management is really important for uh, LED lights, 
Um, and it's actually why you want to optimize the light fixture that's been designed for an LED versus a light fixture that's been designed for an incandescent that you take an LED bulb and you put it in, in there, which will um, significantly reduce your, uh, the efficacy. Wow. Uh, it, but it's incredible because I did replace some under cabinet light in my kitchen. Uh, there I had, I guess, 20 year old, I think they're called Xeon uh, lights. And again, they just pumped out heat. Uh, and again, you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen, but give me a break. We don't need to add to the heat in the kitchen. Uh, so I, I got these uh, LED tubes in. Uh, virtually zero heat, um, cheaper than chips, uh, like really inexpensive stuff. And yeah, you, you can even dim them. Very, very impressive, uh, to say the least. Um, Jed Dorsheimer, let's get down to business. Uh, let's just talk about, uh, again, uh, Elon Musk. Tesla's a company you follow. Uh, of course, in the news, Virgin, Virgin Galactic uh, uh, did their arc into, I guess, space. Uh, Richard Branson, 20 crew, uh, got to experience weightlessness. And, well, uh, space travel is upon us and uh, exciting times. Um, actually, sorry, Jeff, stand by. We're going to do a quick commercial break here. We're going to talk about Musk and his space race. We're going to talk about the Tesla stock, of course, as well. And let's talk about some of your best uh, LED ideas. Uh, Sci-Fi Radio, Global News 640 in Toronto. Jed Dorsheimer, uh, one of our managing directors and key analysts in the field of sustainability, is spending some time with us. Jack Harlow, of course, helped me set up the show. We're going to get right back to it right after this. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Check ignition and may God's love be with you. Well, my good friends, it's Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, Jack Hartle, Portfolio Manager as well. Uh, we are a team. We help people like you build wealth uh, over the long haul, and we do it really, really well. Get started, get going, and uh, enjoy the process. Uh, we're going to share some ideas with you. Jed Dorsheimer is a Managing Director, one of our key analysts at Canaccord, stationed uh, in the city of Boston. We have a Boston office as well. Jed lives just outside of Boston. I follow your daughter on Instagram, Jed. Does. My daughter is into equestrian riding, but of course, everything we do in Canada, Americans just do better. Uh, boy, does, uh, does your daughter look amazing um, in flight with her beautiful little pony there. Uh, and she was just uh, competing in uh, Lake Placid, and she picked up three awards. So congratulations to uh, your daughter, Meg. So you're a great father, Jed. You're an amazing father. And I keep telling your daughter that. See, tell your dad you love me. You're a good man. But uh, let's talk about uh, the space race let's talk about um uh elon musk um you know Jeff, what, what, what would you say to david bowie uh if you said hey dave richard branson uh, is now uh, taking people to space what would you say to him listen i think if you have the money it's got to be an incredible experience to uh uh to you know and i guess the the question would be what what are you going to learn and see 
And I think that one of the things that I would think I would, uh, observations that I'd come back down to earth with is just how connected we are and in, in are all part of this system. And uh, that, you know, it's it's got to be a bit of an ego reduction to just see how um, how small and and how uh, uh, how we have this ability to uh, how precious life is on this planet, which would um, you know I think is really if I think of space, I don't think of it as hey let's run off and pollute another planet. I look at that in the context of how can we actually. Um, make this one work. And I think that's the lesson that I hope people uh, learn by going out and in, uh, in, in seeing uh, that amazing view. Well, you know, beautiful words. Uh, you know, it's my job to ask you the right questions and try to extract the, the gems from your soul. And I think I did it with that one, uh, Jed. Great answer. Um, but let's go now back to Tesla. Um, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Elon Musk, Tesla, I bow. Uh, and, and I think the world bows to that man. Um, but again, is, is he in the automotive business? Is he in the space business? Uh, is he splitting himself too thin, taking taking the eye off the ball with respect to the automotive side with his space race? I, you know, I, I think um, I don't follow a lot of Elon's tweets. I don't, uh, you know, to me, that's kind of like um, reading the, mainstream media on a daily basis, I think you could drive yourself insane. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't see that as useful. Um, what The gratitude that I think uh, we as a society owe to what Elon's been able to do and what Tesla's been able to do is, in my opinion, we've talked about this many times, is the first principle perspective um, and looking at things, again, as I alluded to, from a systems approach. And I think that you know, we've, as uh, corporations and society, we've kind of moved away from that um, for the almighty dollar. And uh, um, sometimes when you make decisions for near-term costs, you, you know, you're, um, what's the cliche, cutting off your foot despite, uh, or your arm despite your leg or whatever that is. Cutting off your finger despite your hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so you know, if, if I look at... Our goal, and I'm thinking any portfolio manager, is how do you find alpha that you might be able to figure out before others uh, find it? And, um, and how do you grow within a finite system, right? So you're really talking about you, you don't have uh, – sadly, the Industrial Revolution has kind of come – and right now, from an energetic, we don't have an abundant amount of energy. So now it's about, okay, within this, uh, um, within this matrix, how do we figure out where growth might exist? And I think looking to this systems perspective and the methodology that, that we've created here at Canaccord and at the Institute that I also co-founded, the, um, looking at net energy analysis is is one area that I feel very passionate about, and it just happens to coincide with what Elon, I think, has done really well at Tesla, which is take a first principle. And for those who don't understand, that's where you're looking at sort of a root cause analysis. You're assuming that you're working with a prime integer instead of um, building off of symptoms. And so understanding that root analysis and working from something that can't be reduced further 
is a really impactful way of seeing how you can build better systems and and how that will flow in into the market that those products end up going in. And I think that's where Elon deserves a decent amount of uh, a lot of credit. Oh, without question, without question. Um, over in the space then uh, of light bulbs and uh, uh, LED, uh, what, what's your favorite idea in that space right now, Jed? I, I, I don't. So I don't cover it, the uh, lighting. Is as you may remember. I mean, I, I did that for sort of the first chapter of my career, and I. Um, and I was a senior executive at the largest lighting manufacturer in the world. Um, uh, so when I returned, I, I'm squarely focused, uh, you know, and globally run the sustainability platform. But in the U.S., from a stock perspective, we um, are largely focused on uh, on that of um, transportation and the disruption that's happening around that. Now, there is a company, uh, Cree which we like quite a bit. I mean, they were in the LED in the lighting, and that's maybe what you were thinking of. And, um, but it today, was, they, yeah. they've divested of those businesses and are squarely in the supplying you know, silicon carbide chips to replace silicon that are being used in traction inverters, onboard chargers, and charging stations for the, the electrification trend in uh, transportation. Um, let, let me ask, uh, we got about 45 seconds, Jed. Just Jed Dorsharmer, by the way, graciously spending some time with us from Boston, just outside of Boston. Um, one of the cleanest charts uh, I, I found this week is for that of a ETF. It's LIT. It's a lithium ETF. Um, lithium you know, is, is a material that we dig out of Mother Earth. Um, and you'd think it would trade like a commodity, quite volatile. If I look at a copper chart, it's not nearly as clean as, as, as lit. So, so with the world electrifying, um, do, you, do you have a preference, copper versus lithium? Uh, and, and why is lithium looking so darn clean? Yeah, so Red Spencer's, um, who's responsible for the you know, um, metals and mining sector and has a very, we work hand in hand together, despite him being based in uh, Australia and I in uh, Boston. Um, I think generally speaking, the overall trend towards electrification is going to be something that lasts throughout my lifetime. And I think huh. if you look at how we're going to be electrifying more systems, not just cars, but literally as we climb an efficiency curve, uh, we are going to be looking at how to uh, improve efficiency in multiple diff different things. All of that requires a move to um, uh, electrification, and that's going to uh, drive you know, the demand for the battery materials. So in batteries, you would have lithium, you're going to have nickel, you're going to have manganese, uh, cobalt's kind of one that probably still go, you know, is in need, but, uh, but that, you know, uh, that's a bit controversial. And then copper, obviously. Um, neodymium, if you're going to be using more motors, uh, that's a rare earth that's, that's required. So yeah, there's, it deserves a much longer discussion. But those commodities are, are all needed in the electrification. That's really where we come in. Our focus on that trend is in this area of silicon carbide, gallium nitride, being able to do more with less uh, in the, um, uh, to make your, your uh, exposure to those metals um, uh, more palatable. Yeah, well, I think it was, uh, and Jack mentioned this line to me before, uh, I think it was Einstein who said, make it as simple as possible 
and no simpler. Uh, it is Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, again, building wealth is simple. It really, really is. Uh, give us a call. It's WolfgangKlein.com. Uh, get started. Uh, and enjoy the process. I want to wish you a safe weekend. I want to wish you a happy weekend, uh, a joyous one with your family and friends. Uh, enjoy yourselves, and uh, we will speak with you next Saturday right here on Global News 640 in Toronto. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, Portfolio Managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.